Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. I was work- I was a writer's assistant on a sitcom, mm-hmm. and um, we go to the table reads, and um, I'm I I do I laugh loud. I have mm-hmm. a loud laugh. I have I'm pretty genial guy typically mm-hmm. and uh it's we're at the table read and it was one that i thought was particularly funny or good or whatever something that one of the guys were doing was was making me laugh a lot and the 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 president not the president of the network but one of the higher-ups one of the higher-ups the the like vp exec like mm-hmm. the one that everyone was scared of mm-hmm. i was sitting right behind her uh-huh. she turns around and taps me on the shoulder or on the knee and she says that's enough. <laughs> like, oh, like oh I was. She thought I was goosing the, oh, you know, like juicing the laughs. Oh, because shit. It, it, that is a thing that happens. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I wasn't necessarily doing that, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, so it's another <laughs> case of someone being like, uh, "You're too happy to be like for this to be a real thing. Like this isn't. You're doing something. You're yeah. putting on an affect here. Uh-huh. Uh And like I was, and then and that was bef- that was pre Jordan Jesse Go. That's that was amazing. before. Any of that sort of laughing out the boot, like that, it just happens to be that, like, my laugh gets me in trouble, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> including with one of the higher up executives at this at the oh, network. Is... Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, well, in anyway. an entire industry of insecure people, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is what's going to happen. Like, you're, you're... everyone's like, you need some sort of pain or <laughs> problems, or like, you should not laugh that much. If you're a professional, funny person yeah. you should not be laughing right right, uh, right. You know? which i by the way my least favorite that's my least favorite thing i, I hate <laughs> i hate tears of a clown shit i really do yeah 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 i've gone through the tears part i'm, I'm fine like i'm good yeah you know i exactly. can and actually this is that's a perfect segue yeah, uh, yeah 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 normally i start the album the, the episodes off uh the year is 1997 the album is live brian regan live but it's technically <laughs> called live <Yeah>. by <laughs> brian regan my guest it's Brian Fernandez. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. This Should is very we call exciting. you Sunny D. Yeah, you can call me Sunny D. That's Absolutely. Cool. Where did did the where is the nickname? Uh, from? Nickname was from uh, uh, I don't know if it was on mic. It might have been off mic actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happened during a Kurt Brownaller. Uh, it was Kurt Brownaller and Nick Adams. I remember, oh, it was, it's Pelican and Eagle episode, I think. If okay. I remember, that's okay. the title of it. I remember there's a caller who God. came in who saw a Pelican one. and an Eagle sitting on a a wire or something sitting together and uh-huh. they and then nick and kurt riffed for like a half an hour <laughs> about like a sitcom with the pelican and eagle and so that became the name of the episode but Holy at shit. some point in that in that episode they were got to talking about how i was, I was laughing outside the booth as mm-hmm. i am want to do sure and they and and jesse said something or other about like my sunny disposition and they're like oh well sunny d <laughs> okay. and and that just it like locked in oh, and became sunny d for, it was like fantastic. that's that sunny d oh that's so good so i don't know i remember that very clearly because yeah. i think i was like oh i i'm like part of the show like yeah, I'm yeah, in, yeah. like i'm in now like yeah. i think I, that wasn't too like I was, I had been producing the show for a while, mm-hmm. but I think that was one of the first times that I felt like included in like some of the stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, like Sunny, that's cool. That's I got a awesome. nickname. That's awesome. Oh, you know, I love it. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so anyway. I, I wonder why. It, maybe it was. That's so weird because I've heard every episode. Because at some point, you know, when I finally discovered podcasts, oh, sure, I should listen to every one of such and such. Oh, yeah, you did the back catalog. Of course, of course. Yeah, oh, sure. Like, I discovered a few way too late, so I'm still in the back catalogs of like, (laughs) uh, stop podcasting yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just there's so much. Yeah, there's so much. And these days, there's more than ever, and there's so much good stuff. Mm -hmm. And you just like, there's a select few that I am a completist Mm -hmm. on, um, but but it's harder and harder to do that. Um, especially now, you know, some, some shows are doing two a week, whatever. Like, how yeah. can you listen to two Mark Marins a week? Like, right. that's. I stopped listening to a few shows like that because it <laughs> felt like I, I, my OCD wouldn't, and my legit OCD is like, no, I can't, if I can't complete it, I'm not Yeah, you just bother. have to let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I kind of, I got like that too on some shows now, and I'll, I'll you have to cherry pick sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. a guest, it's, it's the guest or it's the topic or it's the whatever, you know, you yeah. some, some of those you just have to, you know. It's not possible to be a completist on everything. Anymore. Maybe that's the only benefit of a paywall now. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. it's like, oh, good. I don't excuse. have to worry about it. I mean, like. Oh. And it's great to be here on your podcast. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I haven't, I'm not a completist on that's, comedy on vinyl, but I've listened to a couple. I wouldn't recommend and I, it. I would yeah. not recommend being one. 
I really would not. Uh, I mean, if you it, going back to the first two at least, I don't know if you did. You try? No, first, I didn't try. I didn't. Oh, try. I did the most more recent. Oh, okay, I did. Good. I did Zach Sherwin and. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. I did a couple of the more recent ones because <laughs> the first two we thought it would be cool to run the album and talk during it. Oh my gosh. Yep. So like a riff tracks kind of thing. Yeah, but, but like, like on a comedy album. It's flipped because the comedy the album is the one being funny and then the commentary yeah. is the thing yeah. that's not like the the analysis. Is, mm-hmm. yeah, but the analysis ended up being funny and it would have been it great fun, yeah. had the album on not its been own. running. Yeah. yeah. And there's no way to separate that. <laughs> there's no way. No, oh, of course. Just, on the tracks. Oh, yeah. God damn it. And we were doing it on like a the shittiest recorder in possible at the time too. <laughs> like this is at least a nice one with shitty mics. But sure. Like, oh. Yeah. But you live and you learn. Uh-huh. Now you know. And yeah. Now you understand that. Uh, yeah. So I tried to force you into listening to some stuff you'd never heard before. Yeah, we tried to do that. Yeah. We tried to do some National Lampoon. And, then- <laughs> and you're welcome to come back to do National Lampoon if yeah, any I, I of them. Think, yeah, I think we should still do that. Okay. Um, because I, National, it was one of those things that was going to be like a first run listen. I know you've done yeah. a few of those now yeah. that are like it's a first run listen, and then we go from neither of us having heard it and talk mm. about what it meant back then and what it means now yeah. hearing it like. Which this is the the album we're doing today is completely opposite for me. Mm-hmm. Like this is so woven into my DNA, my comedy DNA. Yeah, that I just like I pivoted to the thing that I is the opposite. Like as opposed to like doing the analysis work on something I never heard. I was like, well, let's go to something. When, when we couldn't do that or make that work, I was like, well, Brian Regan is like that's it, yeah. It, to me, this is more op. It's it's like the direct opposite of that. And that's perfect bit. because like uh, perfect from the selfish perspective because like. I never, I knew and have known who Brian Regan is probably for twenty some years. Yeah, but have ignored him. Not nothing to do with his material. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. he's not offensive, he never stuck out in that way. Right, right. And right. he's one of those guys who has made it big, but is not a. Na- you know what I mean? He's a name he's to comedy such, people. Yeah, he and, is. But, but he also sells to middle America. Big time. Doesn't swear. No. Hell is the only word he says on here. I listen. <laughs> Did you? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, that stood out. That, that stood hell, out. Yeah. But like, what the hell? Yeah. He but he's little, also like, so like, he's also really well known by like I like I love I think the guy who really got me thinking about him again was Pete Holmes because Pete Holmes yeah. loves him. Oh yeah. And yeah. I, which always shocks me because Pete Holmes can be a little dirty if he yeah. wants. Sure. sure. Um, but yeah, it's v- and but I don't want to say if I say middle of America, middle little middle of the road, like clean comic, those things. Those can turn you off, you know yeah, what I mean? They, and maybe they, they did to me. Right. I understand, I understand that completely. And the only reason that I I feel like that's the that's kind of the world that I came from. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up a lot actually Pete Holmes is one of my favorite comedians uh-huh. and he um and I think because I, I identify a lot with him in mm-hmm. that I grew up super religious. Uh-huh. Um I, I and then kind of have like sort of come out of that mm-hmm. in the same in a very similar like our our progressions are very similar, um, and 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 I'm sort of comedy adjacent or in that world or mm-hmm. whatever, and feel like, like so, uh, and so I grew up idolizing Brian Regan because he was the guy that we were allowed yeah. to listen to in a yeah. way. Like, yeah, you felt like, at least me, I felt like I had found something that like could coexist both in my like super religious clean cut world, but also was like artistic and interesting and like you know like yeah it had it had both it was like the gateway in a way you Mm -hmm. know like it was the the thing that was like oh it doesn't have to be bad it to be Mm -hmm. just because it's clean doesn't mean it has to be bad sure you know exactly um and so yeah so hearing like pete holmes's conversations with uh brian regan and about him i'm Mm -hmm. like oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about Mm because i'm right in that world like yeah exactly in that like and then of course, he is like an influence for a lot of comedians yeah. these days. Like you hear this this album, like I hadn't heard it in in a while. Like I grew up with it, like just like hearing some of it. I was like, oh my god, I still quote that to this day. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, but but like hearing it again, I'm like, oh my god. Like there's a lot of people, including Pete Holmes, who are doing versions, mm-hmm. who are standing on Brian Regan's shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, that, that's the other thing, too, is like I, I when I'm going back even and this is less than 20 years ago, going back like it's like, well, I have to do that perspective thing. We're like, shit, people are doing this and they're already doing this. They're stylistically doing this. Like some of it's a style of the time. Yeah, he, there, there are a couple bits where he feels Seinfeldy, but he's still obviously his own thing. Yeah. But like 
obviously his influence has rippled through to the point where I can't differentiate who came up with it first. It's yeah. really hard. So yeah. I, it, it's it, your instinct is to be like, oh, that's played out. But no, it might be the first He time. may be the first one doing yeah. it. Yeah. And if, if not the first, then at least he was in that class of people who – I feel like he this album is like a culmination of – like it's a product of – the 80s stand-up boom mm-hmm. in a way like mm-hmm. it, 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 it's it's 1987 but it was his first album and so yeah. he, you can bet that this stuff he'd been developing this this right. stuff for 10 years mm-hmm. you know all, all that club work that he had been doing this is the culmination of that so a lot of this stuff does feel to me like it does feel a little seinfeld like it, mm-hmm. there's some observational stuff in there sure um that it, it feels like of that time like it feels like uh it's 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 sort of putting a cap on that era mm-hmm. and like sort of ushering into a new a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of a new era. I can see that. Sometimes you'll say the right thing but at the wrong time and feel stupid, you know? <laughs> Something like you toe. I was going to have a cab at the airport and the driver goes, "Hey, have a nice flight, you toe." <laughs> you too, you have a nice flight too. In case you ever fly someday. <laughs> Don't nobody look at me, I'm a moron. Don't know when to say the YouTube phrase. I can't handle it. I never learn, you know? Like a waitress will bring my meal. Hey, enjoy your meal, you toe! But you don't have one, do you? I'm a doofus. If you do eat, enjoy when you eat it. If you have a break or something later, you get an opportunity. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all that I'm driving at, really, if you think about it. That's all. And he does it with this uh, non-ironic energy. Yes, there's you know? no irony. There's almost no like. Uh, he has like a couple meta jokes where he like sits above it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially at the beginning when he comes out and he's like, "I know what you're thinking." Like he does a little bit of that yeah. Jim Gaffigan, like mm-hmm. puts the voice into the audience, uh, the audience person a little bit. Yeah, but he doesn't do that much. And those are the new. Those are the things that I feel like are like pointing towards the next era, like yeah. that late, that early two thousands era a little bit, like. There's some shades of like Mike Birbiglia sure. in, in, in on here a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so it feels like it's almost capping that eight, that like that stand up boom a little bit, like as one of the in my mind like one of the like the cream rise like one of those those albums that rises to the top from that era, yeah, it, including like including Seinfeld sure. to me, sure, um, and then sort of points towards something else a little bit, yeah. Um, so I, I but uh, but I also will say that. Just going th- looking through your list of 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 guests and albums and things, I am like struck recently with how little I know about like the history of. Oh, I get things. that every day though. I feel so, that every day. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I'm saying these things, and like there are people out there who are like going to have like like things to like rebut this oh, specifically. Yeah, <laughs> like, but oh. you know, I have people who I've made friends with through this show, been super lucky to be friends with. And, like, I will have them just ju- be just south of shitting on all of my knowledge. <laughs> they, like, respect me for doing the show. They'll come yeah. on the show, and yeah. they'll expose me. They'll be like, how the fuck do you not know who this guy is? I'm yeah, like, like, okay, <laughs> step back a second. Like, yeah. I, I get it. He released one cylinder in 1908. I don't, like, I what am I supposed yeah. to do about that? Like, so... I, I get to a point where I'm, you know, I'm happy with the knowledge I have, and I'm yeah. happy to learn more. Yeah. But like, it be, it's exactly that you get that fear all the time. Like, oh, some fuck is just oh, they're man. just like there oh. are pe- there are really smart people out there oh, that yeah. know a lot about this stuff, and that's yeah. why they're listening to the show. Sure. And I'm like, man, I am not an authority. I just have <laughs> so I as I was thinking about what I was gonna say on the show and yeah. talk about, I was like, man, all I can really go back to that's that is like authoritative mm-hmm. is my experience with the album that's, and, and that's so what happens yeah. it's uh it, it, <laughs> but it's, so it's funny that i launched immediately into like i feel like this capped off an era of comedy <laughs> like i don't know if that's true that's just <laughs> i bought it yeah i so do that yeah. every episode though like i do that because like you have to come off with like these yeah. these signposts like okay well maybe this and i could be completely fucking wrong but it's right. worth talking about yeah it feels in my gut that's what it feels like because yeah. it feels like there was this this big boon of like Seinfeld and Seinfeld types that are doing sure. observational types of things and club comedy and there's mm-hmm. so much of it and then it sort of then transitioned into 
a different there's there's definitely a different period there and somehow brian regan manages to like straddle that line a little bit mm-hmm. did uh, you ha- how long have you had the vinyl it was released in 2011 i'll let the people at home know yeah that. oh it's a bit of the a vinyl cheat. It's, it's a cheat no I, no no it's not a cheat it so counts here's what happened here's what happened with this <laughs> uh when we were figuring figuring out what album uh we were going to do for the episode um when when i realized that maybe because you had, you had just done some some python episodes mm-hmm. or, uh, or some lampoon episodes yeah. and like things that we'd been talking about and i was like well maybe we can go in a different direction and i immediately thought okay this is old um but i don't know if there's a vinyl because i yeah. only ever heard it on like cd sure like, of course. you know i never heard it on but and so then i looked for the vinyl and i was like well there's a vinyl and we can kind of reverse engineer this. oh yeah so i definitely uh got it recently okay like, yeah um it, well we've stretched it before we did weird owl off the deep end and it had only been released on vinyl in like iceland or some shit oh really like some some uh, <laughs> some country that i would not have it wouldn't have struck me would really have wanted vinyl but i mean like and the reason i was surprised about this is because it's 97 nobody yeah, was it's doing weird. vinyl but yeah, now it's I'll, 2011 is when they re-released it that's so. really that's really interesting it's yeah it's sort of reverse engineered for the show for this for the conceit of this show uh-huh. where it's perfect i feel like it's that sort of the idea is the history, the old albums that were only released on vinyl early sure, on. Sure, um, And I'm like, well, we'll just back into the, the concept yeah, right. here with the, the, the Can I tell you, vinyl. though, I would be tempted. People have tried so... I, I, I've kind of told people we'll never do Adam Sandler again on this show. Yeah. Because we've talked about it too much, and I don't care anymore. And yeah. also, they were never vinyl, and so I, I've stopped right, that. Right, right. But it's almost... There are a couple where... If somebody somehow decided to release like the Jerky Boys on vinyl, oh my god! Uh, people have requested it, and I've refused it. Um, <laughs> but if it were on vinyl, somehow I'd be like, "All right, I'll give it a listen just for some." Oh somebody my god, it's worth it to put on vinyl, you know? Just to hear it again. I even I Jerky Boys. Wow, that's <laughs> that's something that brings up a lot of feelings. Like, I bet, man, I bet. a lot of cry laughing, <laughs> just laughing so hard. I sure, was you know. Good How god. are you listening? That must have been secretly. What? That you were listening to the Jerky Boys secretly. Oh, no. This was in retrospect. Oh, okay, okay. Once I got, like, (laughs) Napster. Okay, okay. This was in, like, you know, later on. I was Mm -hmm. cheating on on my uh, (laughs) upbringing, I guess. Um, (laughs) That's amazing. So, uh, yeah. This thing has a lot of tracks on it. There's a lot going on in this album. There's 24 total total tracks yeah do you we can go down it one by one or we can just pick your <laughs> cherry pick your favorites like i don't care how we do it like oh like you've got some notes i love uh, yeah i wrote notes. a little bit as i was listening to it, i listened to it twice mm-hmm. through this to get into it a little bit yeah uh and uh is your first note dumb voice because that's great because yeah, that, is, I, dumb that is the best part of the whole album yeah it is well he he sort of codified that in a way right? yeah i mean and, I, and Pete Holmes kind of talks about this a little bit too in mm-hmm. his in his Plus, podcast. Pete, Pete Holmes does that voice too, doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah. has. Oh, he absolutely has a voice. <laughs> he sort of has changed it a bit, a little bit, and okay. gives it a little more vibrato. Like, mm-hmm. I actually think the the my favorite thing about Pete Holmes or uh, uh, Brian Regan's as I was listening to today, I was like, he does dumb voice, but he does a lot of variations on dumb voice. Yeah, because there's like the like there's the dumb guy, but then there's. Uh, embarrassed dumb guy there's like there's confident dumb guy and then there's like knows he's wrong and is like ashamed of it dumb guy like, right right there's there's like a lot of versions of it like he plays a lot of layers of it mm-hmm. uh depending you know to fit his act out or whatever it is that yeah. he's doing which is another one of my that I, I i i think i latched on to brian regan because he he is like he's doing sketches in this in yeah. this thing. Like yeah. he's he's setting up a premise at the top in a little narrator. His setup is like a narration, and then he acts out the whole thing. Like right. it's, it's a sketch. Um, and so now, in retrospect, having then, you know, love sketch and written sketch for for a long time, I realize like oh, that's another thing. But that but anyway, the dumb voice like that's. Mm-hmm. I mean that that to me is the thing that like carries over from this this album mm-hmm. into like into like a, everyone has a version of dumb voice i think like i think I mean, so yeah and he is arguably maybe the best i don't know if he's the first i'm sure he's not the first sure but i mean uh, in terms of like a comedian having that as a thing to do i don't know yeah. that i've ever heard of anybody else doing it like yeah it, and also like uh my wife and i were listening to it together and we we're talking about the fact that like a lot of it is him dumb voice is meant to represent him in a lot of these yes. stories yes which is so good like that way the rest of it's not like i'm not making fun of people who are like l- intellectually lesser i'm making fun of people who are at that same point that i was when i told this story yeah exactly you know? exactly that's actually so uh, one of the things I was thinking about as I was 
listening to this the second time around is that it is it is turned around back on him mm-hmm. he's he is the dumb guy and it, it's just the attitude that i i think i have this in my my real life mm-hmm. and uh and i think i and then as we're saying this i think pete holmes has a version of this too where it's like I'm just a guy who wants to do his best, but can't like, I'm mm-hmm. just, but I just, uh, I can't like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's all, it is very positive, which is like we were talking about earlier. There's the, there's like the tears of the clown, which is like, or the Ow. pain. Of the, there's that Mark Maron thing. And uh-huh. then there's like, there's this side of things where it's like, I just want to be, a, I want to be hell. I want to help you. And I mm-hmm. want to be nice. And I'm just real dumb. So I can't do it that good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's the magic too of great comedy is like, they're, they're like two great things. That, like I am a, some people like, I don't care about punching up, but I'm a big fan of punching up or punching yourself. If you're going to do it the way he's doing it. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Like it's, it's because again, it's not, it's self-effacing without being self-hating. Right. And right. that's exactly, that's a hard balance. To there do. is, that's, that's exactly right. Cause you could go too far and you're like, well, this guy's just sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. you yeah. know, and then, the, but there's the version that he, that balance he strikes where it's like, it is self. He's almost punching into the past. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's punching yeah, yeah. himself <laughs> in the past a little bit. Yeah, uh, and we've all been there. Like, you know, I don't know. That's a little trite. I mean, of course, everyone identifies with the. the that's why they're great jokes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I wrote down dumb voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wrote up setup scenario at the top. Acted out. He does a lot of. It's not yeah. a lot of like. Have you seen this? Right, right, Which right. Which is of course Seinfeld, but yeah. it's more like. This is the thing that happened, and then he'll act it out. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like the observations are interwoven within those. Like when they come, like if there is a "Have you seen this?" It's more as a result of "Oh no, this is the thing I brought up in the story." You know, right, right. so it's way more conversational, sort of. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Sense. Exactly. It's not. It's not the premise. It's more like the the little like tail almost on the on the joke or whatever. I know nothing about cars. I, uh, a friend of mine let me borrow his car recently, and he didn't bother to tell me there was a short in the horn. The thing would honk like every eight seconds for no reason. I'm, you know, just driving along. Oh, oh no. So I get stuck behind this guy in bumper to bumper traffic. How do I explain to him that I'm not trying to honk at him, you know? Just looking around. Oh, no. Give a little wave. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Not in my mind. So much of it's about childhood too. It is, it, and, and I don't know. Not knowing his his uh, you know his other records, like if it becomes if if, it, if that's a theme or if that's this album. Do you know? Um, I you know I I was having trouble remembering because I've heard all the stuff. I went and would end up going seeing him live a lot oh, on the awesome. on the new uh, on his his new tours and stuff, mm-hmm. and like it all kind of blends together. I can't really sure. remember because sure. I feel like he he's not one of those comedians that. And again, there's probably people out there who will disagree, who know Brian Regan better than I do. Um, but I feel like he's he is a guy that sort of puts out a new version of the same thing, mm-hmm. like over. It's really good, sure. Um, but he knows his thing; he can do his thing, mm-hmm. and like it's just sort of. I think Seinfeld's a, a version of that too. These Definitely. days, like if you go see him live, he's just doing a new version of the same thing. He's yeah. not like changing styles it's not like you can point to like early regan and later regan okay that makes early sense Seinfeld yeah. or like, like there's some comedian like i feel like there's like a george carlin where you can like you can oh, point yeah. there's like oh for these two albums he was doing this and for mm-hmm. these two he was doing this and like it's they, these guys i feel like those guys aren't doing that they're just doing the same thing mm-hmm. but just with a new round of jokes and new topics and yeah. i think he every once in a while gets back into childhood but this being the first one i feel like this is most you know, all of that, all of that childhood stuff is coming out on the first one for sure. Uh, That's some of my favorite stuff of a lot of great comedy albums we picked too. Is like it's, it's a common theme when somebody when I'll talk about my favorite stuff. I'm not going to bring up Cosby too much, but a lot yeah, of my favorite yeah. stuff about Cosby is when he talks about being a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. George Carlin's Class Clown is a lot about growing up as a class clown. Like yeah, that's, yeah, and that's some of my favorite shit. And that's easily my favorite stuff on this album too. Is like when he's just talking oh, yeah. about being a dumbass kid and. 
those know. first it's amazing to me i wrote down so much in the first 15 minutes it's like the yeah. first five tracks which is like little league stupid in school the crank calls <laughs> like so all bad. of that stuff is in the fir- to me those are the things that i still quote like mm-hmm. to this day i'll say boxing like or like yeah, you yeah, know yeah, woods yeah. and isn't like i'll <laughs> say, like just to myself as like a tag to a thing that happened like in a weird way you know yeah uh, uh, like those things still run through my head yeah. like grape like i'll have a grape <laughs> snow cone like that kind of that stuff still like is like woven into my dna yeah uh, 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 and like it's and, and and it's all in the first five i must have like you know it's that thing where you put it on and you listen to the first 15 minutes and you have to go somewhere and so yep. it's like i'm sure that happened so much to me because, like, I know the back half, mm-hmm. but it almost feels like it's a little less close to me. It almost it's like that that the first half of the first side, and even up into like some of the the horn thing and the mm-hmm. seatbelts, like all of that is just like it feels like it's part of me, yeah, in a weird way. Yeah. And then the, as you get into farther stuff, it feels more like, oh, that's Brian Regan, the comedian. It's not mm-hmm. me. Like it's yep. so weird how like how personal that first stuff felt um, because it was really one of the, cause I was, I grew up super sheltered. So I didn't mm-hmm. have like, my parents didn't put on George Carlin or like, right. Even like the, the Marx brothers or, you know, like I didn't have this stuff and I still like, don't really have that in my like sure. canon of stuff. Like I haven't like really absorbed a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of have Seinfeld, Brian Regan onward. And yeah. then like from there, you know, you got your Jim Gaffigan and your what and I, I got into the newer guys as those guys came up. Mm-hmm. But like I don't have that old stuff in my as a result of my like sort of sheltered upbringing. Sure. So and I have I've never been able to go back and truly like feel what it would have been like to like listen to that at 11 or 12 yeah 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 and be like oh my god this is blowing my mind Mm -hmm. you know or richard Pryor or whatever like all the the i feel like a lot of people who are really into comedy now have that like initial guy that they that that blew their mind yeah and and it's those older guys it's carlin or it's it's Pryor. yeah 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 yeah. and for me it was seinfeld and regan right like and 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 not as not because i'm that young mm-hmm. um but because i was just too sheltered sure like you know sure so it's it's uh it's a little weird i feel like i'm always like a little bit behind like i'm a little behind in the like nerd comedy world because i like mm-hmm. don't have those early touch points i can see that i see i see that that perspective but like i will at least tell you it's not that uncommon because like i said a lot of people who come on who are my age i think you and i are probably roughly the same age anyway uh will come on and when people might like, I try not to have a nerd fit when somebody doesn't know who Groucho like doesn't know who Groucho Marx is. That's a yeah, problem. yeah. But like, if people don't have the same old old influences, I I don't get. But like, it's not unusual, really. Like, there's a point where like, fifteen on, you become aware. But yeah. also, you're only aware to what you're exposed to and what you're allowed to listen to. What yeah, you yeah. could manage to sneak. <laughs> like, that's all shit yeah. that yeah. that plays into it. Like, my parents didn't care or pay attention. Yeah. Like, they loved me, but they're like, you yeah. listen to whatever the fuck whatever you, you want. want. Yeah. So that's why I was listening to Carlin when I was like 16. And I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 this is the perfect time to listen to Carlin. Oh, yeah. You of know, course. I wish I could go back in time. Mm hmm. Some people will go back in time and kill Hitler. <laughs> I'll go back in time and listen to George Carlin when I'm 16. Like, you know, like, yeah. I, I, where I can, like, identify with the angst and the things that sure. Carlin's talking. You sure, know, sure. Whatever he's doing. Like, because now, retrospectively, it's hard. It's like when you hear the cover song before the song. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I've heard 10 other comedians who exactly. are doing versions of Carlin. And he's the more authentic version. And I'm sure, it, you know, but now I know that the guys who are influenced by him and yeah. I, i'm like well this guy carl this guy's carlin's just doing this guy and i'm like no, right, 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 it's right. the opposite way. <laughs> yeah you know and i had that problem um, with this first too like yeah, first yeah, listening yeah. to it and i had to be like no 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 get some perspective on because, it like it's <laughs> so hard to do it's really hard to do because ultimately listening to this now and I'm, I'm kind of i'm going into your where you from your perspective having heard this only recently mm-hmm. um it is not that like it's not that special special like you know what i mean like it's not i don't think it breaks any ground now Mm -hmm. back then maybe it maybe it didn't even then but it was there was something there's something about it sure at least for and for for a decent amount of people i guess it's not Mm -hmm. just my experience but like yeah there was something there that like 
was new. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it would. Maybe it's just dumb voice. Maybe uh, that's a big dumb voice. It may be. Like, I don't know. Like, it's number one. I mean, the huge part is it's consistently funny. Yeah. You know, it's consistently funny. There are only a few times where I might have gotten. I got lost once or twice because I was doing other shit. I had that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing yeah, the yeah, same yeah, yeah. thing where totally. I would get lost. Yeah. And also, I was trying to play it on my phone. And every time I would pause and go back, it would skip back to the first minute of the album. Oh, so no. I heard the first minute of the <laughs> so album like gotta... 20 times today. <laughs> you're so, hearing YouTube. Yep. A oh, million no. times. And, yeah. and like, funny as that is, like, yeah, it's like, like, fuck, oh, I want to hear more of what this guy has to offer. God. Uh, damn. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big part of it. But I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it's, it's hard like you want to like try and find a well maybe it's a landmark album but it's a landmark album for you it obviously sold big enough and made him popular enough that it was they re-released, they re-released it on expensive it on... fucking vinyl you yeah. know so yeah. i mean it's obviously important to enough people and was so influential to a lot of I mean, that's a lot of comics who are dirtier or whatever or just not dirty but not clean right, right like right. i mean they tend to value comics like this who can do it without a crutch and yeah like, and that's that's great. I mean, his crutch might be dumb voice, but that's that's a comedy thing. That's a comedy crutch. You right, know? right, right, right. Swearing isn't always a comedy crutch. Right. That's yeah. Yeah, sometimes that's an anger crutch. So yeah. A lot of you know, like yeah. dumb voice. I think is exclusively that. Yeah. You know? Exclusively a comedy thing. It's a great character piece. It is. It, 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 it is. And he, the more I sort of tried to analyze what what he was doing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because like back in the day, I wasn't. I was just laughing and quoting yeah you know i wasn't yep. trying to figure out what he was doing and now i'm like so i would so you know as i'm listening to it you know with a little bit more distance and a little bit more perspective i was trying to figure out like what what is he doing that's so so interesting to me and i i came back to that that act out thing and it, he certainly he's not the first comedian to sure. do an act out but there are points in this where he like even takes a little bit of a detour where it's just like stream of conscious mm-hmm. like Jackson, Jackson, five, Tito, blah, blah. And he's <laughs> yeah, just like, he, right. he has these little, like, uh, almost Tourette, Tourette-ish outbursts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, there's something, that's different. That feels like something different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's not yeah. just like, have you noticed this? It, that's sort of a little bit, like, uh, ethereal. You mm-hmm. know, there's something that's not quite, yeah. that's just sort of, it just connects on, like, a, you know, um, a different level that's not quite yeah. like A to B mm-hmm. or whatever. And I like that. I think there's like, there's little glimpses of that that I think would like influence people down the, like a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, weirder comedians these days. Like, you know. That might actually explain, uh, now that you say that, might explain why the widespread interest, not just in people who just like to laugh, but in the comedy community, because it's like, like we said, consistently funny, but it's inconsistent. It's inconsistent in the way he tells us the story. I feel right. like if, right. if if he needed a prop, that would be the way to tell this. Like he tells the joke in whichever way it needs to be told. Right, right, right. You know, right. yeah. And that's like it, it's it, it. You know, it it could just be set up punch, but it's sometimes it's a story. Sometimes it's like what you said. It's the the narration before the story. Yeah. It's character stuff. Sometimes it's not necessarily character stuff. And there's this weird feeling I got listening to it. Like, starting from the beginning, I don't always get this with observational comics, where I somehow feel like he and I are standing on the street together, and he's pointing out shit that is, like, literally that is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what an observational comic should feel like, but that is exactly what this feels like. Right. You know? He manages to do what a lot of people have done very badly, Mm -hmm. um, very effortlessly. And, of course, that's probably the result of hammering these jokes out for 10 or 15 years yeah. i think he started in like 82 or something like okay, that shit. you know so uh and this is 97 mm-hmm. so it's like these jokes have been refined and refined and refined mm-hmm. um and maybe that's what makes them it feel so effortless you know like because mm-hmm. it does it, but it also doesn't feel like he's like reciting them right it feels like it's you know, and that I guess that's the mark of a great comedian. Sure. Where it's just like, oh, and another thing I just thought of. Right, you right, know, right. It's this yeah. Thing, you know, when you grow older, you start having your birthday party games. Pin the tail on the donkey. There's a good safe game for kids. What are adults thinking? Hey, hey, we're having a whole bunch of kids over. Big party. We're gonna blindfold one, give them something sharp, spin them around, and let them go. Go, Bobby, with the pin, just run amok. You know, he's poking it around. One of those noises, those are puncture wounds, Bobby. Stop. We made a horrible error. Kid's running out the door. He missed a donkey and got my neck. He pinned the tail on my neck. When I was done, you know, and then he, he'll go into uh-huh. this chunk about being a dumb kid or whatever. Uh, <laughs> there, I, 
I had a couple. I, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The only thing I could do in terms of notes, because it's the first time I'm hearing it, is just write the shit that... that <laughs> How the guy can get a laugh by using a word nobody's ever said doofus in a conversation, but he uses the word doofus on the album. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, is he trying that hard to be clean? And eventually I was like, oh no, that's just how this guy speaks. Like that yeah. was one thing that stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, what? Uh, you know what's great is I, I cannot read a thing that I wrote. That's the best part. <laughs> that's like, fantastic. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, there's a there's a bit where uh, he's talking about people like uh, he's talking about not saying the wrong thing. Like, not observing that a woman might be pregnant, not this, not that, not assuming right. a gender. Right. Oh, how do you spell Amy? A-M-Y? No, A-I-M-I-E. And then he says, no, nah, I had to take a nap. Like, yeah. right after that. Like, because, oh, there's just these, those are great little moments. Like, and, oh. and right before that, right before he says he has to take a nap, the, the noise he makes, which is just like this, like, he, he spells it out, A-I-M-A, whatever it is, and he goes, oh. Like, there's just, there's a, there's a, there's like a guttural noise and he does that a bunch of times that's part of that dumb guy because it's like that's dumb guy getting a lot of information and like feeling it for the first time yeah like, and it's a version of dumb guy that's like so subtle and nuanced but it's like how a dumb guy gets too much information oh like what am i gonna do with that like there's he says so much with that 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 breath you know mm -hmm. and it's like um, uh, and you, 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 you know, that feeling, you know, the yeah. feeling of being out of your depth yeah. and like, and getting too much information and he sums it all up in that. And then he, and then as a result has to take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And yeah. so it's almost like that's the setup for the nap punchline yeah, yeah, yeah. in a weird way. That's a good point. And he's doing a lot of little stuff like that, that I can only assume is like the result of 15, 16, 15 years of like finding those moments, mm -hmm. you know, like. I would love to know the story behind, oh, you know, just like <laughs> mm -hmm. he did it one night, it worked, and then he figured, you know. Yeah, like, there's this confidence that, like, is not bravado with him where it's like he knows where these laughs are coming from, and it's just, it's that's just the weird, like, you can tell how long he's been tweaking. The other thing, too, is listening to him, and I, you were talking about Gaffigan, one of the things about Jim Gaffigan that always stands out to me is that there's not, most comedians, when they get to the point Jim Gaffigan is at, or, or will have done this before, lose their accent. Yeah, both these guys play with whatever accent they have to the point where Brian Regan's becomes something I've never heard in my <laughs> life, and I think yeah. that's part of it. I yeah, think that's yeah, part yeah. of why you listen. So he's yeah. doing like this, like it's almost Jim. I, I want I wrote Jim Carrey-ish because it reminds me of that because it's so articulated. Yeah, over articulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also his accent is indistinguishable to me. I cannot figure out where he's from. I yeah, don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't you know? know. Yeah, because it is it's it is a weird. He's striking a weird. You know, it feels folksy mm -hmm. in, in a way mm -hmm. but not like not Larry the Cable Guy folksy sure you know um, because it's also like the other thing about Regan is he's smart enough to know like he's, he's smart enough to know how dumb he was you know like mm -hmm. you have to be smart to understand dumb yeah. so to be able to articulate dumb you're like well he's not like just dumb middle midwestern guy sure 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 you know because he's he's sitting a layer above dumbness because he's mm -hmm. articulating it yeah um so he's not just like you know normal dumb joe on the side of the road because mm -hmm. he's saying he's sort of stepping out from that in a way yeah um so he's not like it's not quite that like direct midwestern yeah he sort of sits because you're like maybe he's from san diego i don't know yeah. you know like yeah. i don't know because mm -hmm. he's got there's a little bit of like laid backness to it sure. in a way yeah um, so i yeah i don't know that's true that his i would not know i would not know a region for him <laughs> yeah yeah i think i do know that he's if he's not from florida he he started doing comedy in florida okay um so that's i that's what i know i think he started in jacksonville mm -hmm. um but i i mean i i wouldn't be able to tell you that if i yeah. didn't hear him say it yeah, on yeah, yeah. okay podcast. there we like, go that's the only way I know that, <laughs> you know yeah Actually, let's 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 do the normal thing. Where did you first hear this? When did you first hear this? Do you know? Like, um, how were you introduced to it's it? It's so amorphous to me, mm -hmm. um, because it was like it was. Is it's I I don't know. It, mm -hmm. it, I mean, I know it was after it came out. Yeah, I know it was. Well, of course. <laughs> What the? It wasn't before. <laughs> I know. I know. I know for sure it was after it came out. Well, no, it could, maybe it's the 2016 model. You know, yeah. they sell it in 2015. Maybe yeah. that's what happened. With the I saw. Well, uh, oh, 
my god. I said that with such confidence. Yeah. I know it was after it came out. Um, <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah. Some, you're like, of course. Of course yeah, it was. Because I'm a fucking idiot who will say yes to anything. <laughs> oh, my God. It's okay, so don't worry. Oh, God. Um, so, it, But it was, it was well after it came out. Like, I don't think – it wasn't like it came out and then he was promoting it and I saw him. I saw it oh, well. Okay. It was like – on the way it was like somebody had given me like a burned D- a burned CD mm-hmm. that just said Brian Regan on it and it was like this guy's funny listen yeah. to him and he's clean yeah. you know it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. that's what like one of my Christian friends I'm sure mm-hmm. was like this guy's a guy we can like <laughs> you know uh, we're allowed to like him and not feel bad about it uh, uh, yeah like oh, this is a little bit of a sidetrack but uh, when I was a, when I was a kid I was coming up in youth group and I was this youth group kid and like they would make us feel bad for listening to like secular music oh, no. like this all of the conversation we're having about comedy also extends into music yeah. which is even a little sadder because like uh-huh. I would I just I don't I in the same way that I don't have like Carlin and Pryor as touch points for comedy I don't have like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles as touch points for music yep. because I just didn't I was so sheltered they made us feel bad for listening to secular music uh. I bought and broke in half more than once the Weezer Blue album because I was I, I would oh, buy it no. I loved it and I yep. would listen to it and then I would go to youth group and they'd make me feel bad about it and oh. I'd break it at the altar oh like, come literally on literally would like give it back to God by no. breaking it was oh that sucks oh my God I oh. I look back on some of that stuff and I'm just like oh what who yeah, yeah, who was yeah. I was in I was really really I was almost a pastor I was this mm-hmm. close to being a pastor and it was like. Oh man, it's 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 crazy. I I was was it was it's a crazy way to grow up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and I'll say there's there's there is there was value to it. For sure, me. there's of a community course. there and whatever. Of course, but so I don't want to sell it completely out. But uh, but yeah, some of this stuff culturally specifically, mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm so I I'm always playing from behind on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just I didn't have some of that early reference uh points. Um, so. All that to say, like I got the I, I got the album and was like, oh man, this guy, this is this is my guy. I get yeah. to this is I I had always wanted to like be enthusiastic about comedy and and yeah. like, I used to like sneak. Oh, I I think I even was allowed at a certain point to watch you know Cosby on TV. Okay, Cos- like I remember him on stage, sitting on stage, watching him on one of the upper channels. Um, you know, years earlier. Um, but but didn't quite wasn't ever like allowed to like put it on and on a walkman i remember sure. i put this on on a walkman and like had those like shitty headphones <laughs> um and and like the skipping cd of course and listen to this over and over and over again um or like had the tape adapter in my car yeah. where you could like put the tape you know <laughs> like you had the tape adapter and hooked it up to your dvd or your cd player your uh uh in, in probably it's probably the 2000 you yeah. know what i mean yeah so uh, years after this was released but like you know high school for me yeah i think uh, it, it feels like that's one of those things like i again i didn't grow up with that same type of sheltering but like that obsessiveness is just so common with people who love comedy but it's also yeah. different for you because like i have a one thing that i don't have to snap in half yeah, yeah like, exactly. so i'm going to take it in and like i feel like that's yeah. that's kind of awesome because like there's a seed in your brain that you'll probably never be able to identify that this planted for listening to it so many times. Oh you yeah, know? yeah, that's awesome. I still like hearing this. I'm like, oh, that's why I like these type of jokes. Like sure. even when I'm writing it or like in a writer's room, like that's why I like it when someone asks a question and the person answers with a question or what was on their mind like mm-hmm. the grape joke where they're like how many outs brian and he goes grape i'm gonna get a grape snow cone <laughs> like <laughs> he was thinking about snow cones and they asked him a question and he answered with what was in his head i i will still like i'll gravitate towards that kind of joke in a yep. writer's room yeah i'll eat a sketch or watching things like i'll still i like that type of joke simply because of that mm-hmm. like that was the first time I had heard that kind of thing, and uh, and uh, so there's a lot of that. I was I was seeing like, oh, that's why I I make that jo- that style of joke, or that's yeah. why I do that kind of thing because that little affectation mm-hmm. because it's it's I'm ripping off Regan, you know. Sure. And it was because I didn't have a lot of touch points, and so yeah, as somebody who like secretly wanted to get into comedy or be a comedian or whatever mm-hmm. that it was, that instinct to like be creative. And, like, that was one of the first times that I could, like, 
be like, oh, I can do like you're you can do good comedy and still mm-hmm. not have to. You don't you don't have to be the devil, you know, or whatever. Hey, that was the easy part. The hard part was being the kid that got sent in first to calm mom down before you dragged in the actual banged up brother. You'd have to be the point man, you know? Go tell mom. Oh, oh, no, no. It's your turn. Oh. So you'd have to run in. Hey, hey, mom. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, everything's fine. You know, she bought that. Yeah. Everything's fine. I just want to run in at full speed and, uh, you know, say hi. And, uh, and uh, okay. So, oh, you know, Kevin. Oh, okay, of course. Okay. Well, you know how like his right arm usually, usually it bends. Usually it, it would bend like that. Okay, it's not bending like that right now. And it's no big deal because we already looked at it. But we were thinking since you said that you had to go get milk later anyway, so we were thinking since you, you have to go anyway, anyway, then we were all thinking if when you go, if you just might want to take him to the hospital. And, and if you get peanut butter, get smooth. No, that makes perfect sense. And uh, like when I'm listening to these things, like just because my brain is the way it is, I'm always listening for the darkness. Even though, like, I'm fascinated by Tears of the Clown, even though I think it's bullshit. I really right, right, do right, right. Like, if people say you have to be miserable to blah blah, I, I don't care. I, I stop listening. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. an argument that I got bored of years ago. Cause yeah, yeah. I knew one of those people, <laughs> and he's while he's a good man. I knew one of those. He's like, oh, I have to fucking always just be like, oh, my soul has to be like, no. Yeah. You're making you want to make people laugh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and like I li- so I'm listening for it because there's there's something there that uh, darkness is not the right word but when he'll use words like anxiety when he will say uh, when he'll make talk about like some of the more awkward situations you've ever heard of in your life oh yeah 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 but he doesn't gloss over them or blow them off but he's like no this is just a part of life and that's where the kind of like that's where the comedy comes from yeah 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 where it's not like this is awkward doesn't this suck it's like no this is awkward doesn't everybody have this yeah probably yeah. moving on like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. so that's the that's the most positive part of it for me it's like right. anything that's dark that you're supposed to relate to and again I, dark's not the right word right 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 anything but it is negative it's you know, there are negative feet. Like he has that moment where he talks about it's the kind of the, it's the lead off to the, the one of the school bits, the uh, the science project bit. Yeah, yeah. He's like your head pops off that pillow and you're like, oh no, that was today. That's due today. <laughs> like that's a dark feeling. That yes. panic of not having done anything, of mm-hmm. having like procrastinated and put things off because mm-hmm. of any number of reasons why you felt like you weren't good enough or you felt like you couldn't do it. Like all those there there are many reasons behind procrastination that are like sort of dark and like or not but like not dark but like negative yeah or like and and he gets right to it in that moment mm-hmm. and turns it into of course a, a, a priceless <laughs> bit or whatever but yeah. like it's there's there there are dark or like negative feelings right in there yeah. all of that feeling dumb in front of people is a very like negative thing like that's a bad experience yeah like feeling like you're an idiot but then being able to step out of that and be like and laugh at it is Mm -hmm. like it it, i mean it's 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 a skill i mean it's a skill that a lot of people have but like i mean he's he's doing i mean that's that's what good comedy is right stepping out of these dark negative situations and being able to laugh at them or whatever yeah and i think i feel like the way you soften it is where we can place your skill and he does soften it with dumb voice yeah yeah, that's a big part of it like oh no you know like if you just say oh no i'm late it's way funnier than oh shit i'm late like to me like it's just there's something about it where it's like that's that's the level of separation where he's a character you know it's funny as you as you said that as you were saying that i was feeling like the way that other people articulate that with mm-hmm. like neuroses or whatever like there's a little bit of Woody Allen in your voice there where it's like <laughs> he would go instead of being like oh I'm dumb you know I'm dumb it's yeah. more like oh my god here's what's gonna happen this thing and this thing and then that. And, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's, there's a different there's there's a like and that's his skill yeah and there's like a different way to articulate that and like mm-hmm. I guess every comedian is comedian is like you know they're articulating these negative emotions or feelings or, or experiences or whatever in their own way and then turning it into you know like that alchemy of turning it into a laugh sure taking the negative and turning it into a laugh but people mistake that for like taking pain and turn like doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be pain right 
it has it's just a negative experience yeah. or whatever. And they and also if, feel like if you sorry to interrupt, but oh, like no, 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 no. if you, there are those people who won't express it this way, but they they are clearly actively seeking pain. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. like yes. like I said, that that's masochistic and a shitty way to go about comedy. Also means you're probably damaged and you seriously should get help. Like if there are people <laughs> out there who are listening, like and you think I'm gonna damage myself more to be funny, stop right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be funny. You don't have to actively Se- damage yourself. Seriously, like it's one of those things where <clears throat> if I could have told people years ago like no you genuinely need help keep working on the comedy but stop this part of it like yeah. that would be helpful to people yeah yeah, yeah. you know like the, <laughs> it's yeah this is a this is a skill that this guy came about by like I, I, it would be interesting to see if he ever had a dark period though yeah, like, you know, I know what I mean yeah 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 I, I would love to have heard the first fit not all the first 15 years maybe right but like cause, you know <laughs> Wayne Fetterman just released a three CD three disc set that is yeah. the first 30 years of his comedy. Really? He's never released an album before. Yeah. So 85 <laughs> is when he started doing comedy, and he released on that album is his, I think, yeah. his first set ever. Really? Something like that. Something around there and up to the last 30 years because he's yeah. just like, let's see what this is like. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk to him about it. But oh like, you want to hear those That's things amazing. from every comedy. Yeah, 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 Every comedy. Every comedy. Comedian every, is every, the word Jason meant. Yeah, hey, they're you know? very similar words. We all understand. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You get it. Uh, yeah, man. The, here, yeah, to, to go back and, and hear some of these storied comedians, like, their early stuff would mm-hmm. be really interesting. Like, what kind of, what stuff didn't work? Like, where, mm-hmm. how dark did Regan get before he realized that his skill was turning these, you know, keeping it mm-hmm. in this sort of positive world? Mm-hmm. Um, Unless maybe that was his always his skill, too, and he just needed to true. refine it, too. Yeah, you know, who knows? True. Maybe he just found that. So I'm always interested to see, like, wh- what was the seed, again, what was the seed that was there in the beginning, you know? Yeah. Do you have a favorite, do you have a favorite track off of here? Maybe I already asked you that. No, uh, well, I do, we haven't, uh, we didn't, you didn't ask me that. Good. And I'm such I a good will, interviewer. I, well, there's, there's, I mean, it's hard, like, because I, like I said, those first five, yeah, those first five tracks with the little league and the the stupid in school, like, <laughs> I'll still say the big yellow one is the sun, like, <laughs> that's not even really a joke. That's just, that's not even him. That's like another kid, and it doesn't follow. I I just heard it in the car on the way here. I was listening uh-huh. to it again. And I was like, that doesn't go anywhere. He just says it like a few times and then moves on to the next joke. He gets right into little league after that. Um, it's. I, I can only imagine that, that was a real kid, or maybe not. I mean, what if it wasn't a real kid and he's just inventing a kid who wants to yell about the sun? Like, I don't know. But I still think about that and quote it. Um, you too. I still think about you too. Yep. Uh, when's that baby do? Uh, but then I also now I'm just saying lines I like. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, when he uh, there's of course. He and I have the same name. Mm-hmm. So, like that. Like, I've had people just call me that. Like, that became the nickname for me. Love it. Um, so that is, again, that's another reason why this feels, like, woven into my DNA. Because, like, I, I it, it's, like, been put on me in yeah. a way. Yeah, um, But I think all-time favorite track, just the line or the, the, the attitude. Mm-hmm. Because I, I actually took this attitude and like sort of adopted it into my life in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it's a little bit later. It's not in those early ones, but he's talking about when he's a kid. He's talking about how he had older brothers. I yeah. didn't have older brothers, but I still identified with it. Um, in the sense, so he's talking about calling, uh, calling seats in the car. Oh yeah. And he's like, I knew I wasn't going to get the front seat. I knew I wasn't going to. So I would just call. Backseat middle, feet on the hump, like he, uh, I'm the hump boy, like, uh, <laughs> so good. and so, like, he would just immediately, like, go to the, like, subservient position, mm-hmm. and, like, I always kind of have, I, I kind of weirdly, enough, so that's my, I think, I wrote backseat middle, feet on the hump, like, because I just love that, like, it's such a funny image, and it's such a funny idea to call it, and then he calls himself the hump boy, like, that's so fucking funny to me, even now, still, like, uh, cause everyone, it's so real, the hump is the thing, like, I've been the hump boy, and, uh, and so I still do, so that attitude of, like, you know what, 
all you guys can can take like I'll go last at the dinner like I'll get the food last mm. I'll do the thing last like that's part of my like Christian upbringing sure. like serve the others before yourself like sure. that sort of thing and that also yep. is just basic politeness but <laughs> I also like uh have to, I I've like taken that at like I don't need it whatever it is like other people first and so I like weirdly enough that sort of became uh in my life a, a like a sort of like refrain. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll be the backseat middle feet on the hump guy. It's not that bad. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's an okay. Like sort of, not on purpose, but like now looking at it, I'm like, oh, that is a lot of like my attitude of things. It's mm-hmm. Like if you want it, have it. I'll be fine. You know, like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I have a story about like uh, um, it, it's sort of been my anti-competitiveness. Like I'm not competitive. Okay. I don't care who wins. Who what? Like. My wife is very competitive. She always wants to win. And I'm like, you know what? If you want to win that bad, you can win. Mm-hmm. Like that's your thing. You know what? I want you to. I want you to win this. I don't uh-huh. want to win. Uh, and so, she, it's so this this is a thing. Her family is also very competitive. And we were at Christmas um, last year. We had Christmas with her family, and late uh, on Christmas Eve, I, can, I or maybe it was even Christmas Day. I can't remember. But like we were doing Family Jeopardy, mm-hmm. and so it was like je- her mom was was pulling the questions, and we had split into two teams. And it was her dad and her godfather on each team, uh, and they're both very, very competitive. <laughs> and as the night wore on, um, things got more and more heated and like nitpicked, like where like if you said the wrong, that was an it was an uh instead of a the, or it was like <laughs> you spelled that wrong. You're supposed to, like it was like oh, they were like taking shit. points away if you you know like oh, it was getting so God. nitpicky, uh-huh. and I was just like get yeah, it was just grinding on me because I'm <laughs> I'm so just like you know if you want you know that's fine like i don't care to win but like as like everyone started nitpicking like other mm-hmm. people making them feel bad for getting things wrong like there's a point where i got so worked up in the name of anti-competitiveness mm-hmm. uh where her godfather was like needling me on some some answer i'd given and i just kind of like lost it and i was like you know what if you need the points that bad, you can have them. <laughs> like, they had never seen me get worked oh, up. Oh, shit. I had never, like, I ne- I'm such a casual, relaxed person, but I got so worked up <laughs> in the name of anti-competitiveness. Yeah. Like, why can't we all just be the backseat middle feet on the hump? Like, if you want the front seat so bad, you can have it. Like, it's that sort of thing. Like, that oh, attitude shit. of, like, uh... Uh, uh, has sort of weirdly carried over into my life. And another way that this album is woven into my DNA in a weird way. Um, But that's kind of a side trip. All that to say, Backseat Middle, Feet on the Hump, is my favorite thing from this album. Hey, when I get back, that's mine, because I call it, I call that chair. I didn't realize this only worked at home. I thought this was a universal system, you know? My first day in school was very strange. I call this desk. I call this desk. My teacher's like, yes, we all do, Brian. I'm like, I'm just grabbing onto it. I don't know why we did it home anyway, because my older brothers always took whatever they wanted. Like when we were all getting in the car, I knew where I was going to end up sitting. So I would pretend like I wanted that. Backseat in the middle, my feet on a hump. I called it. Get off the hump. Hey, my hump. I believe the hump is mine. I think my parents were kind of worried about me. He's calling the hump, Walt. He shouldn't want the hump. As long as I ain't fighting. Hump's good, right, Brian? Oh, the hump's good, yeah. You like the hump. I love the hump. I'm the hump boy. I'm riding a hump to Disney World. Well, that's the interesting thing, too, is like this could, I don't, it's really hard to peg and I think we've had uh, I wouldn't call it trouble but it's not the easiest thing to nail down what you would call his comedy because it is observational right. there's stories right. there's characters right. so I think that's fine that we can't necessarily nail that down but it is interesting too that, uh, that you know there are guys who can make who their 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 persona is like the fake bravado that's that's the idiot like there's always a variation on an idiot right, like right, right, right. I, uh, I don't really enjoy Andrew Dice Clay but I appreciate that his character is this big fucking bravado big idiot. Idiot. yeah 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 oh, then there then there's yeah, also yeah, yeah. the underdog and, yeah, yeah. and Woody Allen's the underdog right 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 I would say like there's a lot of underdog in Brian Regan but there's yeah. also this interesting positive thing of oh I got over that 
Yeah. And I'm making fun of that guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy anymore. I still make mistakes, but like, and I, and I don't know how that works and how that's funny, but it is funny. Yeah. It really shouldn't be to me. It doesn't seem like it ought to be funny. Right. It doesn't. It's true. It, it's true. There's like, it doesn't quite fit a lot of other formula or like, like that. Yeah. It's not easily put into a, oh, he does this and this. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure that out. Like, is it is it like well-meaning guy who just can't do it right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's, which is a little bit of like Mr. Beanish, like sure. you know, where it's sure. like nice guy who wants to help and be there, and mm-hmm. then like but just can't do it right. Yeah, you know. And I I do that about like that bit that type of bit is a thing that I will like go to if I need to be funny at a yeah. thing, yeah. which is a little bit of like the like. It's just, yeah, like, genial guy who's sort of a dummy, you know, like, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, has weirdly enough, uh, I don't know if anyone is carrying that over. Maybe a little bit of Pete Holmes is that. Sure. I mean, it, the physicality of the two doesn't hurt. They're both big guys. Right. I mean, you're a big right. guy, too. Like, I mean, so yeah, I feel like that helps. Yeah, that's like, mm-hmm. I, I had never, you know, it was years before I saw Brian Regan in person. Yeah. And, like, didn't really know what he was all about on stage. Like, his, but he, like, he is very goofy mm-hmm. on stage. His, like... <laughs> I kicked. I was kicking here. Yeah, for people who can't see, he's he his legs are constantly like yeah. flopping around. Mm-hmm. And it's very like, it's very fun. Like he's just a goof. Yeah. like in a lot of ways, which maybe helps sell his dumb guy voice a lot. Probably, know? but like it, again, it's like it's one of those things where none of these things seem like ingredients that would work together. Yeah, but I know, like, right? <laughs> it is like everything he does is, is smart. There's a lot of really great smart observations and like yeah. sensitive observations. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, clearly he was a sensitive guy or he wouldn't have noticed like these little things about life you right, know right like and i i don't know that, that's something i really like about it. and i like it the more we talk about it too because i didn't get to listen to it enough times right right right. sometimes i like to give it two or three listens if i can but i didn't yeah, get to and it's totally. it's this conversation makes me want to listen to it again um and i hope yeah. the same for the audience like <laughs> yeah. uh what's a good reason i always like to ask towards the end like if you're going to recommend to people why to listen to this album in general, or why to listen to this to get into Brian Regan, uh, other than it just being his first album? Like, what's right. a good what's what's a good recommendation for this? Like, why to do why to why give this a listen? Yeah, other than the last fifth, you know, hour <laughs> hour you know? that we were into. <laughs> uh, well, I I I think it, like I was saying, I think it does it it sort of does mark an era of like observational comedy in a weird way. It's like. It's Seinfeld, but with the edge taken out of it a bit. Like, mm-hmm. and th- that again mm-hmm. may not be a recipe for like anything. I like it's it's a softer Seinfeld. Like, <laughs> right. but that's but it that, that but it doesn't mean it's any less funny. Like, sure. uh, Seinfeld has a little cynicism to it, yes. and there's just there's not a lot of cynicism uh, in Brian Regan. Yeah. Um, weirdly, it's it's all it's it's a very positive, which is initially why I I gravitated towards it. I think. Yeah. Um, and still. I really enjoy it because it is it's so it's so positive even when he's like talking about the, how things are kind of stupid sometimes or mm-hmm. how you know like or or whatever it's like it, it, it there's a very positive energy to it mm-hmm. you know real Brody Stevens thing going sure. on here yeah. uh <laughs> and uh it's it's yeah it's i i think that's the positivity and how he manages to turn positivity into funny things is it's i think he's pulling off sort of a magic trick there yeah um because like we've talked about almost this whole hour is like it's not often that you can those things don't always like coexist yeah that's perfect yeah. um what do you have to promote where can people find you oh geez uh well uh promotion wise i am a, uh well so i'm a producer on jordan jesse go mm-hmm. um which i love that show i'm i don't do much on it other than laugh in the background <laughs> um I, I have nothing to do with the actual quality of the show other than maybe how it sounds in your ears but like those two guys are some of the funniest guys i've ever known yeah. and uh and and so it's always a blast. I feel like I call myself the first listener. Mm-hmm. Like I get to be the first listener, the first fan, basically. Yeah. Um, because I just I was a fan before I started producing it, and I'll be a fan if I ever stop producing it. But in in the meantime, I'm so lucky to be a part of that show. I'm so happy to be on Max Fun in general. Like, yeah. uh, you know, listen, go and 
look up maximumfun.org and there's there's 10 shows there's more than 10 shows but there's at least 10 shows that you'll love like yeah. you know there's some you might not like sure uh depending on your cup of tea but like mm-hmm. i mean max fun is just a home run all the way around for me yeah. um and uh so i'm so happy to be a part of that i also uh oh, I, they actually gave me a chance to do a web series uh yes. in, in, in earlier this year called Brian and Lindsay will totally eat that mm-hmm. um and where they throw us food and we eat it uh-huh. uh and talk about it um and so it's weird that they took two off camera producer people off mic off camera <laughs> producer people uh-huh. and put them in front of the camera uh to be uh you know whatever we are mm-hmm. uh genial mostly yeah uh a lot as not necessarily funny but genial sure. and uh <laughs> and gregarious i guess you could say uh but that's that's fun go check that out there's yep. a couple there's one where i drink on camera for the first time uh and it's malort it's malort oh, yeah and it is gross I, i've never had it but i mean every description just sounds oh like my poison. god yeah it it was I mean, I still think about that moment drinking that Malort. Like it's still like like it was it was a it was quite a time. I didn't expect it. Jesse pulled it out of the closet from Max Fun Con, uh, which is like a convention where that, that Max Fun puts on where everyone to open the event takes a little drink of Malort at, at the behest of John Hodgman. Mm-hmm. And um and so they have all this Malort or they did. It's it's kind of gone away as the years have uh-huh, gone on but uh-huh. they had a bunch of malort in the office and he pulled out one of the bottles out of the back and just set it down in front of me and i was like well i guess we're doing this oh and God. so uh that's a fun one look for the malort one because it's my first drink of alcohol i don't dr- i don't drink mm-hmm. still yeah. and i never drank before that. like i've never drank yeah. uh at, you know uh as a result of my sheltered upbringing <laughs> my christian upbringing and whatnot and uh so i it's crazy like it's in, it's it's it was intense it was an intense and then and then try if you if you if you really want to uh have a little game uh watch the rest of the episodes and try to figure out which ones are after the malort because i'm still a little buzzed that's hilarious uh, and so anyway uh yeah those are the big things that you could you could look out for where can people find you on twitter uh find me on twitter at a underscore brian storm all right it's like brainstorm but yeah. my name brian it's good um and then yeah that's it. I don't tweet often these days. Sure. I used to tweet a lot more. I used to do the joke Twitter thing, but now I mostly just interact with Max Fun people. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. I, li- I like it. So you can find me there. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I, I love doing this kind of thing. Uh, like I, I was telling you earlier, I'm not normally on mic. I'm normally the guy behind the guy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's fun to every once in a while jump on and uh, and and get on the mic and talk a little bit. So well, I, I had a feeling from hearing you talk. I think on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, uh, was there a full episode where you were? Yeah, on? I did yeah. one episode. I had so a full episode, and then we did our one of our hundred, like the three hundredth episode. I was I jumped in the. Booth that's and, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you've heard somebody's name a million times, you're like, maybe they'd be a good guest on the show. And yeah, you were, yeah. This was amazing. Like this was so much fun to talk about. So like, yeah, this, this was, was really great. great. Thanks for giving me the chance to kind of dig into something that like feels so close to me and right. is such a part of me like uh i i've had fun like it's very introspective for me like going through and like trying to understand how much this album has actually informed like who i am and my sensibilities yeah. like it's been very like enlightening i feel like i've gone through some therapy here <laughs> uh, which is all good podcasting is therapy oh, of right? course yeah i think so uh, at least mark Marin's show yeah exactly. for him um well thank you guys for listening uh check the album out follow yeah. brian on twitter and as always have a good thing <laughs> Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com. <laughs>